We're super excited to announce the launch of our podcast, The Design Driven Life, sponsored by WellFit Human. I talk with experts in an upbeat, informational series of conversations. Join us and listen to seasoned entrepreneurs, leaders, and wellness gurus as they share their wealth of knowledge on important topics like money, fear, anxiety, self-trust, or lack thereof it, and how to spot opportunities amongst life's chaos, gain the tools and inspiration it takes to shift your mindset so you can create the world that you want to live in. Welcome to The Design Driven Life. I'm Wendy Yates. This week, I'm chatting with Jess McKinley. Jess McKinley is a life and business coach, one of my personal coaches, and she is helping me transform my business by recognizing my emotion and feeling and learning how to believe the statements and the goals that I want to create are true. So I'm super excited to have her as my guest today. Let's get started. Here's my conversation with Jessica McKinley. Hey, Jess. With today, we have Jess McKinley. She um, is one of my personal business coaches, um, and I'm super excited to be talking with her today about the mindset um, on the emotion versus the feeling as it relates to your business. So thank you for being here. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I feel like what a treat this month has been. It's like last week you were on my podcast, this week I'm on your podcast. We're just lots of collabs. Yeah, I think we'll just get get started. I know that um, when I first started working with you, one of the very first things you said to me is that business is not personal, but it is emotional. And I know that's the tagline for your podcast. So tell us, let's just dive right into that and, and get started on, on what exactly does that mean? Yeah, I think that one of my pet peeves of what I felt was really missing in the business coaching space. So just to back up, I know you guys heard an intro. I am a business coach and a life coach, kind of a hybrid there. But what I really feel like was missing from the business coaching was the role that our emotions play in the decision-making and also the roles that emotions play in our clients' minds. And when we completely ignore emotions, um, we're missing out on the number one factor that helps us understand people's actions in business. Because every action we take is taken from a feeling, right? When we feel really safe, when we know, like, and trust, that's a very buzz word right now out there, when you know, like, and trust people, you are more likely to buy from them. Uh, From the perspective of a business owner, right, when we feel overwhelmed, we're going to show up a certain way. When we feel guilty, we might end up discounting our work. Or um, when we feel self-doubt, certainly that's going to show up in the way that we present ourselves to potential clients, to our current clients. And it's going to cause us to think small in terms of goal planning. Yeah, that's so, um, so um, well thought out and well said and, and just very impactful. I think the way that you break it down and sort of simplify in a way that's really intentional, though, how to separate how, how you said feelings are so important um, and how to how emotions can really easily get displaced in business. I think there's mm-hmm. definitely so many situations where maybe 
you know, your favorite project was canceled after a few weeks of hard work or a customer snaps at you unfairly, like even some of just those like things that you can sort of start to take really personal. I think um, what you work with and helping people identify also, I mean, I mean, do you have in your coaching, some of your coaching clients that, that, you know, sort of deal with those and take some of those types of actions by their other customers and their clients, you know, very personally and, and how to, how do you work with them to deal with it on that perspective? Absolutely. That's a really good point. And kind of that addresses the other half of that sentence, right? Which is that business isn't personal. So when I say that it's emotional, I don't want people to get it twisted. Okay. It's not personal. So when a client, let's say, snaps at you, quote unquote, you have the opportunity then to think about that that circumstance of them snapping at you however you want. You can decide to think, okay, I must have done something to cause them to snap at me. Or instead, you can ask the question, okay, do I think that this, have I shown up in the way that I wanted to? Am I upholding my end of the bargain? If so, then I can decide going forward how I want to handle this client. And when you can get to a place, an emotional place of neutrality very quickly by like really understanding that again, when, when you're getting emotional, if you're taking it personal, you're making everything that's happened mean something about you. My goal is to take it a step further because if you are not understanding the role, the pivotal role that feelings play in all of this, it's kind of going to always be disjointed for you. And you're most likely going to try and avoid experiencing these negative emotions. And what happens when people do that is likely they, they buffer. So they start to seek false pleasure to avoid experiencing a negative emotion. So it'll show up in your business. Maybe you'll overbuy or you'll, I mean, whatever your buffer of choice, so many people will you know, they will overcompensate in another way. They'll even in your personal life, it might look like overeating or over drinking or overworking, not taking a break. So you don't have to think about the thing that's going to cause you the negative emotion, whatever it is, it's not going to solve it. And it's just going to perpetuate in your business. Yeah. That's so, so, I mean, just so well said. And one of the things too, that we worked on together that I remember that I still, I wish that I um, had gathered up my notebook from one, from this specific um, coaching call, but you know, I was constantly saying, I don't know. And you know, not having an answer. And so this is like super simple, but super profound. And it was, you know, what are the results that you want to achieve? It's so relevant to what we're talking about right now, because when I said that to you, it was just flipping the language that you're using. I was saying, all right, the reason you're having these problems with your clients or with your employees and this breakdown of communication was likely because you are not being crystal clear. And you're like, I am being clear. And I'm like, okay, are you asking them are these three things, right? Are, do you know specifically by when, what is the process for doing it? And what is the result that you want to create? And you were doing the first two and not the third one. So you knew that they were working on it. They were working on it. It was constantly like ING. It was like a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And it was never really clear to them. It was to you in your brain, but it wasn't clear to them when it was done. 
right? Because they didn't actually know, okay, this is by then I need to be working on it, but what is the result that needs yeah. to prove that it's done? Yeah. I think that that's, that's I mean, I think that, that as entrepreneurs and business owners, we just want to accomplish so many things that we get lost in, in creating the list to accomplish and forget why we want to do that. And then it becomes yeah. emotional when things don't work out or when you can't reach this goal or when you can't cross those things off or get those things done. And then you have somebody who's, you know, we're, that's going to send you a bad Yelp review. I did have a woman one time call me and she wanted a refund for something and it was just taking too long for us to get out of the refund. And she's like, I'm going to go on social media and give you a bad review. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, that is so mean. Like I didn't <laughs> do anything wrong, you know, but you know, I think because I, I stepped back and said that again, like, Hey, what is the result I want to achieve? You know, and I just took that sort of negative out of the equation, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. it was able, and it was really able, I was really able to help deal with the emotion of that, as you said, or the feeling for that, instead of taking it as sort of an attack or something that I had to deal with. It was just like, okay, this is just part of it because I'm trying to achieve this. And so this is really relevant yeah. because I can just handle that, you know? Right. And so it was just a language issue with the way that you were phrasing it to your um, employees. And in the case of emotions too, like a thought in your brain is just a sentence And so if the sentence is a little bit off, it's going to create a different emotion in your body and it's not the fuel that you want, right? Sometimes. Is there a common thread in the people you've been working with this year that maybe seems to be very similar in emotion or the same similar either objection or feeling that, that keeps coming up over and over again? For sure. That's a great question. And I'm always kind of asking myself that each month, as you know, I have a group coaching program as well, happening sessions. You guys will have to check it out. Awesome. That's uh, awesome. And so within there, I'm, I'm, I have to ask myself that because there's always a theme of the month that we do like deep dive trainings on. And so I'm always asking myself, like, what is the thing that I hear coming up in my one-on-one clients over and over again that I can make the theme that people really just need more um, reflection on and the topic sneak peek you guys the topic for October is going to be thoughts about yourself and that might sound really vague but really I think it's so so important to address we think a lot about future thoughts about where we want to take the business and you know what's possible for the business but I don't think we realize that our thoughts about ourselves equal our personality. So, I mean, the reality of what's true and what's possible for us is the equivalent of the sentences that get airtime in our brain about us. And most of us don't really have very nice sentences like logged away in our brain about ourselves. And it's so crazy too. Why, you know, why is that? And whether it's positive or negative to me is the secondary step. The first question I want people to think is like, what sentences are you using in your brain that are fixed versus fluid? So are you thinking about yourself in a way that you think is like something you can't change? You think that I'm just a person who's bad at sales. People will say that to me as if that's something that they were born with and it's a condition and it can't be changed. And it's just like, oh, you're good at sales. I'm bad at sales. It's not like something where they're like, 
oh, I have been selling for this many months and I have not achieved this result. Like they're not thinking about it in a, in a way as which it's just like based on an experience. It has become an identity for them. And once something in your brain shifts from a experience thought to an identity thought, it becomes a lot harder to unlearn. And then it also kind of shifts into the background because it becomes a belief. So it becomes subconscious and you can't even see that it's a thought. You just think it's a fact about you, right? So you're like, oh, well, I'm just a person who's bad at sales. Sucks because I guess I'm never going to really reach this target goal in my (laughs) business because I have to sell, right? And I'm like, huh, this is so interesting. Why do you think that you're bad at sales? And they'll give me all this evidence, right? about the past. I feel uncomfortable whenever I step on the phone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why do you feel uncomfortable? And what usually comes up in, by the end of the conversation, a lot of pulling is that the, it's like a thought loop. So they think the thought I'm bad at sales. So they don't want to get on the call. And then they get on the call and they feel uncomfortable because while they're on the call, they're thinking, I'm so bad at this. And when you believe something, there's this term, a psychology term called confirmation bias, where our brain goes out and it looks for proof that what we already believe is true. So it doesn't matter whether you believe that you're good at sales or bad at sales. When you step into a sales conversation, let's say for me, I believe that I'm good at sales and I'm going to keep that thought because it serves me. And when when I get onto a call, if I'm talking to someone about signing onto the coaching program and they say no, I assume like, oh, they must be confused or the time is not right. Or, <laughs> they didn't hear the question, right? Yeah, right. Like <laughs> I never make it about me because I'm good at sales, right? So it's not about me. Whereas someone who's bad at sales will go onto a call and someone will say no and they'll be like, see, I'm bad at this right? They use it for more evidence to back up what they believe to be true. Whereas when a person that's bad at sales does get a sale, what do they think? What do you think they think? They think it was, uh, it's like somebody that thinks they were bad at sales and they get one. They think that was a fluke, right? It's a fluke. They think it was a (laughs) fluke. They're like, there's no way. They don't even take the evidence. They literally can't even accept the evidence. Like if someone thinks they're unlovable and someone's like, Hey there. Did you see that movie with Amy Schumer? What's the, like the one where she like hits her head in the Peloton bike. And then all of a sudden she thinks that she's like this smoke show hot, but she's like, has stayed the same. I haven't seen it, but um, I think I see, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the the name of it. Pretty. I'm like, I'm so pretty. I don't even know what it is, but basically in that movie, it's so funny because you notice the little nuances, like the second that she thinks that she's beautiful, the guy behind her at the laundromat is like, um, what's your number? And he means like her ticket, her laundry ticket. And she's like, oh, is this how it works? Okay. All right. Like, I'll give you my number. Give me your phone. And he's like, what? She's like, don't check it out now, son. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so good because the truth is, and then she gets in this relationship with this guy that she never would have gotten into had she just believed that she was not attractive, even though the circumstance of the facts of the matter was she looked the same both ways, but her life. Yeah. 
Right. So that, I mean, that, that example and the example of the sales is both such clarifying examples on shifting your mindset um, about emotions and feelings on what you believe. And we talked, we worked with that too um, in one of our coaching sessions. And I can't remember, you'll have to remind me exactly how it gets put, but I remember being an impactful, I took a lot away from it, even though I can't remember the exact words, but mm. it was about just because you say it, right? Like just because you have an affirmation or you say it, if you don't truly believe it, it doesn't matter, right? Like, like I learned and I sold Mary Kay um, or in my early twenties, and that actually set up set me up for a lot of success later in life and sales and rejection mm. and things like that because I would just walk totally. up to strangers to be like, totally. I, feel I, know, I know you. I know you need. I know you need a makeover, <laughs> like or whatever. Yep. I don't know what I was saying, <laughs> but um, it was. It's different. I think it, it changes. You know what I mean? How you're set up emotionally. Um, to deal with that. If, if you, you know, we, they used to say what you think about, you bring about, but that's, that's only the case if you do actually believe it. And that's what you sort of right. imposed on me is I was like, Oh, I have all these affirmations, but you're right. If I don't truly put the belief in it, it doesn't matter like what goals you set or, or what it is. And that all goes back to that whole emotion and feeling. Oh of my it. gosh. Not- I have such a good example. So for when we're doing goal setting together and we're setting a big goal for the year, super big. I'm like, we need to do a feelings test to see if it's the right level of impossible. And here's how you do it. If it's not impossible enough, you might get some butterflies and you might feel like, okay, like, all right, that seems like a little hard. But then if it feels too impossible, right? So like, as in you don't even believe that it's possible at all, literally, like as in if I asked you to become a legally documented unicorn by the end of 2020, you'd be like, okay, what would you feel if I told you we got to do this? All right, we're going to make you a unicorn by the end of 2020. What do you feel when I say that to you? I feel like I don't want to be a unicorn. <laughs> well, sure. But even no, if you I, did, no, what I mean, like, you'd but yeah. like nothing. You'd feel nothing. Right. Yeah. You feel like, cause you don't believe it when you believe something. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, nah, I don't. Yeah. So even if you want something really bad, even if you want it, if you don't believe that it's possible first, you're not even going to be able to feel an emotion that's going to drive the action to take you to that result. So I always say like the impossible test is like, do you feel like you want to throw up? And if so, you're right in the sweet spot. Like I, my goal is to get you to that place where you want to throw up (laughs) and I help you coach your mind through it. Perfect. Yeah. So I was going to say like, is there like, you know, an example or like some steps? I mean, I don't know. Steps is the wrong thing. I hate that, but like some, some like Pro, something people can do to make progress mm-hmm. because maybe they do have a crazy big goal that makes them sick to their stomach, but they don't a hundred percent believe they personally can accomplish it. When I know when I wrote my eulogy, there was so much in there at first. I, the, one of the reasons I cried about it was, I was like, I'm just afraid I'm not going to do any of this stuff because I don't know that I'm capable. And so like right. what, you know, and slowly you pick apart at it by, by, by coaching and surrounding yourself with people that champion you and mm-hmm. those types of, you know, sort of things that we all as um, business owners or entrepreneurs have been told many times. Like, so, you know, what was, what is the next step for your coaching process to help if they're like, yes, this goal makes me sick, but I still, and I'm going to say that I'm accomplishing this every day, but what, how, how, how can I get there? How can I get the belief in myself? Okay. What you want to do, if you're at a thought, like, for example, I want to, let's say your, your impossible goal is I want to make 10 K in the next three months, right? That's like a goal of one of my clients. I want to make 10K in the next three months. 
And they believe that that is so impossible. They're like, no, I'm not, I don't believe that. So saying that thought is actually not healthy for them because what happens is your brain has like a whisper thought. So you're like, I'm going to make 10K in the next three months. And your brain's like, no, you're not, you liar. Like you can't do that. Right. And so actually what you're reinforcing is the latest thought, which is that whisper thought. And so what we do is we create a bridge thought, like a steps, like you said, to getting there. So I will give you an exact one. I like to do like 10 full steps to getting there. So it, let's say the ultimate thought. So you can decide in the beginning, all right, do what's the thought that I want to get to. So I said, you want it to feel like, what do you want to believe? And what she wanted to believe. She was like, Oh, that I'm capable of making 10 K. And I said, capable, like that word isn't even strong enough. Like we want to find a word that when you, that a sentence that when you think it, it makes you feel so fired up. Right. And so I said, what about, I was born to make 10 K between now and December. Right. And she was like, okay. And, but she was even still laughing because she was like, no, I don't believe that I was born to do that. Right. And so I'm like, where are you at right now? She's like, I'm at, I'm not capable of making 10K by December. So thought one is I'm not capable of making 10K by December. And thought 10 that we want to get to is I was born to make 10K between now and December. So I would even number it and write it down. So I said, number two, what do you believe? So we were talking about it a little bit. What do you believe about yourself? That's a positive and helpful thought. And one that we landed on, and I've been working with this client for a while, so I knew that she'd thought this thought before and she'd said it, was that she believes she's a good student, right? She is a good student, but she has to believe it for it to help here. Um, and so she was like, I'm a good student. So the first thought is I'm not capable of making 10K by December. The second thought was I'm a good student. Then the third thought was good students do what it takes to learn, apply, practice, and like ace the test, right? Then the fourth thought is, I want to commit to being a good student for my business, right? Because actually when we had tried to initially jump to, I'm committed to be a good student for my business. And I was like, does that feel true to you? And she was like, no, <laughs> because she had been trying. And so she didn't feel that was true. And I said, do you want to commit? And she was like, that feels true. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like we just, we want to be taking like baby steps. If it ever feels too far, you're going to fall in the water and you'll go right back to step one, which is you're not capable. Right. So we want to take baby steps. So I want to commit to being a good student for my business. And then the work that I do, and I do it with you, I do it with all my clients is that the step to getting to your actual final goal is through collecting failures, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, wa we wanted to bring that in. So she said, I'm committed to learning how to fail better, right? And that felt true. She was like, okay, I can be committed to the failure part because I actually think I'm good at that, right? So she was like, I can be committed to learning how to fail better, right? Then uh, thought six is if I collect five failures every month, I will become a more capable version of myself. That was like a big, like middle of the road milestone. She was like, that makes sense. Then the next one is I'm committed to outlining and collecting my fails towards 10K. Eight is I'm becoming capable of making 10K. 
Nine is I am capable of making 10K. And then 10 is I was born to make 10K between now and December. Thank you. I feel like we all just got a really amazing free coaching session. So you're welcome, (laughs) everyone. (laughs) Um, That's so great. And this has been such a great, just sort of um, a, a sneak peek into the you know, everything that you work on and the whole concept of shifting your mindset around your feelings and emotions as it relates to a business. I think it's definitely one of the top three things that holds people back is that, that one mindset. I'd love to know um, if you want to share with us how people can join your group coaching, um, coach with you one-on-one, um, how, they can, how they can get in touch with you. The best way is to set up a free mini session with me. So you can do that a couple of different ways. You can uh, go to my Instagram, which is what's happening. That's W H A T S H A P P Y N I N G W Jess J E S S. Um, and you can go to the link in my bio. You can schedule a mini session there. You can go to my website, which is what's happening, same spelling.com. Or you could email me at jessica at whatshappening.com. And if you're a podcast listener, which you obviously are, you can check out uh, more of these types of episodes at my podcast, which is the What's Happening podcast. This was so great. Um, This is just sort of a nice little sneak peek. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Jess, for um, being our amazing guest today. So fun. Thanks for having me on, Wendy. Chat soon. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Design Driven Life. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe for automatic delivery of new episodes. 